Welcome to Hello Dysfunction, episode 39. 19. Just kidding, 19. <laughs> With Pata Fria and Crystal Barbie. And we're shoving our faces as usual. Right. Nothing what else fucking is new? new. Hold on, I have to take a drink of this really quick, you guys. Give me a second. I'm here, though. Hi, guys. I have a headache today and a new pimple. Oh, so good. <laughs> So refreshing. I'm eating a beautiful bean medley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Garbanzo beans, kidney beans, green bell peppers, and Italian dressing. And olives. Black ones. I'm having pepperoncinis, cucumbers, a few kidney beans, and garbanzo beans. I stole most of the kidney beans. The mm-hmm. kidney beans. So, um, we're back. We have a great lineup today, you guys. Today we kidding. met. Today we met to go over our notes and stuff, and all I had on my page was episode, <laughs> is that episode nineteen. Meds are making me sluggish, and, that's and that it. was it. <laughs> Nothing else. The rest of the paper was completely blank. <laughs> but I told her no, no. Just I have notes kidding. in my phone, so <laughs> I updated my list. Um, my weekend was not eventful. It was raining. Um, I'm fucking sick of this goddamn rain. The funnest part was yesterday, I finally um, helped Frankenstein shed his skin, his bodysuit, and he let me do it. And I was telling Crystal, it was such a loving experience because you could tell he just hella trusted me and he let me fucking... He's had a stuck shed for like over a month. And um, I finally asked the people where I get his food from what can I do? Should I bring him to you guys and let you guys do it or what? Because I watched like YouTube videos on how to up the humidity in his tank and um, like mist him and give him soaks, bath soaks and shit in like warm water and stuff to help it. Mm-hmm. And no- nothing was working. So the girl was like, just peel him. Just fucking peel that shit. And I was like, are you sure? Like, Stevie would have had a ball, Yeah, bitch. and she was like, just do it. I was like, say no more. And she said, you know, if you let it build up too much, it'll be even more hard for him later. So help it. So um, I put him in like a warm bath again at first. And then I just started rubbing it. And there's a video that a lot of people have sent me on Instagram of like this huge boa constrictor that's like big oh as my, my God, thigh. It's so creepy. And it's like th- somebody is pulling the skin off of it all in one piece and it looks hella beautiful. It was basically like oh, that. Oh, I thought you but were like, going to say the fucking one where all the shit comes out of it. Uh uh-uh. uh. Um, no, but th- it looks hella beautiful mm-hmm. and like iridescent. And um, it wasn't that beautiful, but it, it was like coming off in pieces, but it was still fun. And I got to pull it off the tail like that and shit. But and he you was were scared of me. touching his wiener? I thought, because when I got towards the lower part of his body, I know his dick is somewhere right there. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, this is kind of weird because it already is reminding me of a dick. And <laughs> he was like, because you know, he was like working his way. He was helping it yeah. too. To like work his way through That's my so hands. That's so sweet that he trusted you. Oh um, my god, because you know their eyes and shit peel too. Right. So like, excuse me. He was letting me like rub his face, and snakes are really funny about you touching their head and their face. Mm-hmm. And he was literally letting me rub the sides of his jaw Aww. and like the top of his head and by his eyes. And I was like, oh my god, like he loves me. He, he knows does. I'm his fucking mommy. Uh-huh. And we we got almost all of it off. There's just like a very small piece on his head left now. And he feels so much better. He was like ashy. He was like all gray. He looks better. Yeah, I was like, uh-uh, I got to do this because he looks like he's dead. 
He looks so, like he's um, not cared for. Yeah, like no one loves him. So now he looks way better and he's happy. He's back in it. Yeah, so um, that was a fun, loving experience. I felt like we bonded a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, my medication is making me sluggish. And so now I'm remembering why I had to add the Wellbutrin because um, it's making me... It's hard to, like, get out of bed and stay motivated to do shit. And I was not having that problem before. So I know that's what it is. Are you going to tell her? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to see if we could just start it like we did with this with, like, a low dose. Yeah. That's my um, medical recommendation. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell her my professional opinion. I think that we should do that. Doctor, Freya. And um, what else? How was your weekend? It was really good. Um, oh, I'm chewing. Sorry. You're so unprofessional. I am. God damn, the beans are so good. <laughs> I'm going to pay for it later, though. I know it. God damn it. Should have ate some beano. Um, so I got to go. Uh, Mark and I went to <clears throat> Sac State to watch my niece, Jayamani. She plays for Weber State. And... Um, I've spoke, I think I spoke about her mom once before on an episode. Um, her mom uh, was one of my best friends, and um, she was murdered 14 years ago. It'll be 15 years um, the night before St. Patrick's Day this year. And um, she was a sex worker, and she was murdered by a dude when she was working. And, a trick. Um, yep. He's um, doing life, no parole. So, I'm so glad they caught him. Right. So um, I I met Ashkia when um, at the beginning of her pregnancy with Jay. So I've been around from day one with Jay Amani when she was little. You know, Kia was only 18 when she had her, so I would take her with me. And mm-hmm. she was always like my little baby. And uh, I, um, I've always been a part of her life. And um, she got a full ride to Weber State four years ago. She graduated Berkeley High with honors. That's so good. Yeah. So proud of her. So proud of her. Like, she overcame so many odds, you know? Yeah. Kia's mom, Jean, did an amazing job, and, and everyone pitched in and did a part, and it really was, you know, it took a village. And um, so I got to go see her. Is she raw? Hella good, dude. She steals the whole show. Like, she's the star player of the game. Sac State won. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a lot of bitches shooting threes and making them. Even still, though, Jayamani is so fast and, like, good. she's a beast on the court. It's really a good time watching her play. Yeah. I yeah. saw the, the shots that you did um, record on your story. Yeah. She's, it's really good. Um, she's a really great player and she's definitely born for basketball. She said she's going to try and. Not necessarily go to the WNBA, but um, maybe play ball overseas and shit. Mm-hmm. She's going to school for sports medicine. Good. And um, the only thing is, um, when I look at her, she looks so much like her mom. I was thinking that when you were posting her pictures and shit, I was like, she has the, her mom's face. Yes, like her- just a little bit lighter. Yeah. Because Kia was super dark. Um so when I see her, it's really hard sometimes not to cry. Like, my heart, like, does a little squeeze, you know? Yeah. You know how you, like, get that little hiccup, like, um, where you got to, like, hold your breath a little bit? And uh, so that always happens every time, every time I see her. But it was really fucking awesome to hang out with 
her mom, Kia's mom, and Jay, and yeah. all Where the other they family. Live? Are they, are they um, in the Bay Area? Yeah, they live in Berkeley, but we hung out at um, Ash Kia's cousin Ursula's house in Sacramento before the game, and she cooked for us, and it was a really good time. That's nice. But um, ever since, I just had, like, this, like, cloud of kind of sadness, you know, um, that happens. Every time I see Jay or hang out, I always end up missing her mom a whole lot afterwards. Like, it's kind of, you know, grief is funny like that. Like, you can be fine. It's like a somber feeling. Is that the word for yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, every time we're doing something, I sit and think, damn, her mom would be doing this. Or her mom would be hella proud. Or, yeah. you know, Kia would be doing this. And um, <clears throat> when she was... When she was murdered, her mom had called my mom to tell my mom um, that night. And I got home from work, and my mom's so dramatic. She was like, Crystal, I need you to sit down. And I was like, what? Like, I knew something was wrong. And she was like, I just need you to sit down. I was like, just fucking tell me what. And, you know, she told me. And, you know, you see people fall on the floor in movies, and you're like, God, they're so dramatic. It's not that serious. And I really just crumpled to the floor. And I remember just laying on the kitchen floor, just sobbing and sobbing and you know, I tried to go back to work, and my manager was like, dude, you got to go talk to somebody. Like, you can't keep coming to work crying like this. And yeah. so after she was killed, um, I went and saw a psychiatrist who actually took me. I had grief-induced depression. So um, she actually took me off of work for, like, six months. And so that was really hard. But um, I, I've stayed a part of her life, her whole life. And um, people just, should know, like consider how common that is you know what I mean because yeah. we know people that have lost their entire families and friends. fucking friends <clears throat> that they've grown up with and like my ex-husband for example like it just you know a lot of people I grew up with like they're just all they're and all they've dead. all been murdered yeah it wasn't like they passed away natural causes all of them you know what I mean killed. so um PTSD is like really real and it yeah. comes out at different times and in different ways. And like, you know, it'll affect you in ways you didn't really expect. You yep. know what I mean? Like when you see pictures of a person or something, I always get like this weird feeling in the pit of my stomach yep. and stuff. And like, it's a fuck. I just feel like it doesn't get enough um, recognition and like consideration for the way people are and the way you know what I mean because like moving forward after that that's hella fucking hard and we're not the type of people that go to therapy hella openly and you know what I'm saying like right we don't we don't know how to cope we're not taught how to cope with that kind of shit so yeah it's just it's fucked up um that was with the exception of like older family members, that was the first person. You know, I knew people we went to school with and guys from the block and shit that had been killed. Yeah. But that was the very first person in my life that I was super close with, you That's know? That's how I was when Janae got killed. That <clears throat> that shit is fucking life-changing. I collapsed. Like, I yeah. thought I was pregnant at the time, and yeah. I honestly thought I was going to lose Bunny. Um, Janae was my goddaughter, and um, she was 18 when she was murdered. And... I just remember getting that phone call and like we rushed up to the hospital and I thought we were gonna get there in time, but Whoa shit, god damn it again. Bitch. Oh well that's her. Janae. Right. <laughs> Janae's like, hey y'all. I'm here. <laughs> her birthday was last month. Um uh, damn it. 
Yeah, Crystal almost got clocked in the head again. with a wall tile. The same wall tile Shit. again. And I just watched we it. We definitely have a ghost. You just watched it kill me. I just watched it in slow motion. Yeah. Dude, I mean, we for I'm sure like, have a ghost. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But, um... What was I saying? Uh, yeah, so I remember we rushed to the hospital, and I didn't make it in time. And is that the rain? Yeah, it is. The rain is holy. Really, shit. it sounds like popcorn. God damn! It, the mic is probably going to pick it up. The yeah, rain, yeah that's the why rain I said is that. crazy out here this week. It's like, like I'm over storming. It. Anyway, Hell. Janae, um, right. I fucking she passed away. That was my goddaughter, and we were really, really fucking close at the time. Yeah. Really, really close. Like she used to stay at my house constantly. I ended up naming Bunny after her, like one yeah, of Bunny's middle names. Bunny's first middle name is Janae, yep. but that's where that came from. So yeah, I miss her a lot, and um, that was that was a loss that really broke me down. Like, what, you know what? It, it sounds like a typhoon is coming. Jesus like, Christ! Oh, is the building gonna hold up? The mic has got to be getting this. This is, that is hail? insane. That can't be rain. That has to be hail. Holy shit! Well, this sounds. This may be our last podcast. Jesus Christ. This sounds like those relaxation um Right. We're uh, just going to be quiet sounds. and let you hear this. This is your ASMR or Seriously. whatever. So you can relax while you listen to the podcast. <laughs> while you listen. Close listen your eyes. Listen to the natural rain sound. Close your eyes and envision Imagine you're in the you're jungle. Imagine you're on an island. Or you're in the rainforest. And now it stops. That's random. Now it just stops. That's the white man cutting down the rainforest for fucking... And now it's gone lumber yeah motherfuckers but wait a minute it's growing back close your eyes again we're back god damn it (laughs) anyways Um, grief is fucking grief is fucked up like that bitch you can be okay and and you can think you're totally fine and it comes out in different ways like um my ex-husband, aside from all of our best friends growing up um his sister was also murdered and that shit you know it it affects him in different ways like we're going through a really hard time right now with my son Mm -hmm. and um he wants to be all up in like the street life and like making hella bad choices and being hella ignorant right now and i know that terrifies my ex-husband and um and me too but like i can see it coming out of my ex-husband like he's snapping like more than usual and it's just you know it's a fucked up thing but i know what it's coming from yeah. And um, it's definitely stemmed from grief. Yep. PTSD. Yeah. Shit, is, shit is hard. But it just goes back to the conversation about, like, therapy. And mm-hmm. I want to get into that. And um, I just applaud all the people, especially bl- young black men that yep. I know that have started um, taking that step. Because I think it's, you know, it's a tool that we don't have that we weren't given and you have to seek it you know what i mean to know how no one expects you to know how to deal with this kind of shit but yeah i need to get into that myself just i knew a multitude of reasons right i knew that i needed to talk to somebody after that like yeah i've never been through that yeah that was hard it was really hard funny story real quick the very first time i met um kia's mom jean i love her to death mama jean um, we were sitting in the house. We just got done smoking weed. We were sitting on the couch and we're hella high. And um, 
Jean walked in to do a, a she didn't live at that house, but she would come by because she was nosy and to just see what everyone was up to. And she walked in and she has this deep, gruff voice. Like it's really intimidating. And she's really loud. And she walked in and I'm sitting right in front of her and she looks at Ashkia and goes, Ashkia, who the fuck's this white bitch on my couch? <laughs> and I'm fucking froze. I was like, oh, and I looked at Ashkia like, you fucking bitch. And she goes, Mama, come on, Mama. Ugh, Mama. Why you got to talk like that, Mama? And I was like, I'm Crystal. And I'm, I'm the white bitch. I'm, I'm the white bitch. And uh, I didn't, like, you know, run home scared or anything. And so I passed the test. And, you know, like, she's loved me ever since. But so it was fucking terrifying <laughs> for sure. I was like, oh, my God. But, God. yeah. Um, Talk to somebody if you're grieving, if you're having trouble with grief. Yeah, definitely sure. do so. Um, definitely we encourage it. Yeah, you won't be looked at funny for doing that. We would applaud you, actually. You will be looked at funny if you get Japanese barbecue finger. Okay, so this bitch, <laughs> Ariana Grande, she's just like super big on cultural appropriation. There's been many instances where she's, like, made mistakes like that. And, um, you, like, what is it called? Um, black fishing or whatever. Yeah, like, black fishing. There's been a lot of posts going around. With because her she's like, tan. Yeah, she sprays herself. She's, like, 50 fucking shades darker than she's supposed to be. Like, it's okay it's to do, like, 20, but not fucking 50, She dude. looks ridiculous. She's darker than black women yeah. in, in side-by-side photos. Remember she was darker than Nicki Minaj? Yes, like, come on. So, um, and the thing that irritates me is, like, in interviews and shit, she has a black scent now. And it's like, bitch, no you way. Don't, I swear to God. And it's like, bitch, you don't fucking talk like that, so you need to knock it off. No, on all the skits she did with Jimmy Fallon and shit, every time she, she was on that like show, that. she yeah. talked like herself, a regular white girl. Yeah, no, this shit, it's it's fake. And she I, has, I, I, I need to see it. Yeah, I can't even imagine. a black scent, and it pissed me off. I'll find it for you. But anyway, she got this dumbass tattoo, and then um, it was wrong. Um, her Japanese fans it said Japanese barbecue. Had pointed it out to her. Good Damn, one. did I tell you to turn your ringer off? You and sure mine did, is on? bitch. Highly inappropriate. I'm sorry, you guys. Jeez. Very dysfunctional, Maria. Um, so her Japanese fans pointed out that it meant barbecue grill or whatever. And so she tried to um, have her tutor, who is Japanese or whatever, told her how to correct she it. She wanted it to say seven rings, right? They yeah, were supposed which to say is like the name rings. of her, what, her album, her single, Yeah, something. whatever. Um, anyway, she just made... She, the placement is very important in the characters, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, they read a different direction and right. shit. So she tried to basically modify it her own way, being a fucking white person. Person and wanting to, Can't do, to that. do yeah. So anyway, she made it worse, and now it says Japanese barbecue grill finger. <laughs> oh, Japanese barbecue finger. That's what it says now. But it's so funny because people on social media are tearing her up, right? And yeah, so she finally are. responded on Twitter, and you could tell she's just had it. She's like, she's like at her wits What can in. I do? What honestly? What can I do? She's like, There's what do you guys want me to do? Yes, she's like begging for some someone to tell her what she should do. Help she's me get like, out of this um, fucking shit show. She's like, there's a difference between appropriation and appreciation. Um, my tutor that I love tried to help me correct it once. She's like, honestly, what can I do? <laughs> like she's begging. At I'm this point. fucked. Help and me. And I'm just dying laughing because I'm like, just don't. 
don't get fucking tattoos that you can't read yourself. Like, that's a clue. Seriously. And that's coming from a person that had Chinese characters that were done on my arm that said shit in the back past. when it was like a trend was, before we yes, and I knew more it, like it's it was a mistake you know like a, a lot of people did it back then in the 90s and it's yeah it was like the thing to do yeah to get Chinese it was a trend writing. but you know I made a lot of mistakes back then and now I know that like appropriating culture is wrong right <laughs> and like what? it's not cool <laughs> no, and I mean, in 2019, bitch, you should know that by now, too. Like, you know, I have a, a Chinese further. symbol on my ankle that needs fucking covered up still. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's funny, but it is. Her, um, also in the news, Takashi69 is a fucking Jesus. snitch. He's like folding on all his former friends. And, um, you actually put, like let me know because. I was saying, you know, when he got kidnapped and pistol whipped and robbed for his chains and shit, uh-huh. he, it came out later that it was his former friends or whatever that were behind that. Yep. So I was like, well, that's probably why he... Not that that's an excuse because you still don't fucking tell. If you're in right. that lifestyle, <clears throat> you don't fucking tell. Because at the time of those crimes, with. y'all were cool. You exactly. conspired to do them together. So you read that the reason they robbed him was because he was separating himself? Uh, on the way home from SAC, Mark and I were watching this video and Mark was filling me in and telling me that one of the reasons the friends went bad on him is because, you know, he used to claim blood, 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 right? Yeah. And he started separating himself from that. Yeah, when he found out, like, the feds might be watching, they might be building a RICO case or whatever, he started separating himself from the gang. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you're a bitch, basically. And so that's, this is what I've heard. That's That's when they flipped and they did the fuck shit to him but like I was we were talking about earlier at the time of those crimes you guys did together y'all were cool you yeah you conspired with them you can't fold and then just because you're not cool now like, yeah yeah you don't do that that's like when you're not friends with somebody no, no more you and don't you tell, like drag you them go, through the mud and you don't tell, tell their all their secrets and, and yeah no you don't do it Right. So fuck him. He's a bitch. He was a bitch already. He was like gross and yeah, like he was gross. all that before. And now, you know, whatever. He's like not going to get out. Even though he took a deal because he pled guilty. So we know he took a deal because he pled guilty. But he, they haven't announced his, his, uh, what he's getting sentenced to. So yet. for a reduced sentence, <clears throat> he had to have told something. Right. They're not giving you a deal and a reduced sentence for you keeping your mouth right. shut. That's he definitely, not how it works. He definitely testified, but. It's like you're still gonna do hell of time, right? I don't. Know. And here's the here's the thing. You know my favorite saying. Here's the thing. Don't get involved in that lifestyle if, if you're not prepared to face the consequences, right? It's a rough fucking life, especially if you get fucking caught. Prison's not fun. I ain't never been. But that's just common ass sense. You're involved in criminal shit. You know you're taking a fat ass a chance, fat no matter chance. what. There's like always. I don't a give chance. a fuck, e- even if it's on a really small scale. Like you know, I know I'm right. taking a chance every day. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like you just know that. So yes. it's like no one needs to explain that to you. You're just a bitch. So now right. they're talking about he's like paying all this money. <clears throat> for additional security to protect his mom and shit. And it's like, you you put your whole family in a situation now because you're a bitch. It's, so right. it's not just you, you know? It's, it's selfish and it's fucked up. I put my blanket on, you guys. Um, speaking of blanket. bitches, Bow Wow, okay? Dude. Photos were released of him and his ex-girlfriend. They got into a physical She's thing a over the weekend. Cunt. And his whole fucking face is fucked up. And um, you she read more fine. details. She's perfectly fine. And... 
people are making a lot of fucking jokes about it's not it. Funny. But I'm not seeing any outrage the way that we would if her face looked like that. If it was reversed. Yeah. We would be disgusted. We would be fucking he calling be for drugged. his movies to be pulled. Yeah. For, um, I mean, his music is probably already, I mean, it's not. <laughs> out like that we don't hear it yeah he's more in movies and shit yeah yeah, but I mean we would be trying to like really tarnish his career and shit if her if her face looked like that and um didn't you read that like she hit him with shit and bit him and stuff in the article um I was reading it said she beat him with a lamp bit him on his side and spit on him and he made multiple efforts to avoid her because he is strongly against putting hands on a woman yeah no matter what so he was just he just kept trying to get away and avoid her. That's fucked up. His and, um, face is fucked yeah, up. Yeah, he had like, they were like deep gashes deep on his face. Deep ass claw marks on They his didn't face. even look like they were done with fingernails because they were like raised. It looked like and, a like, fucking garden, uh, a hand rake. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, his shit is fucked. And um, it just makes me fucking sick because like growing up, you know, I fought hella boys. I probably fought more boys than girls because girls were not trying to fight me. And... One thing I always knew, if I swing on a dude, I'm expecting to, to get, get laid back. the fuck out. Like, yeah. expecting to get hit. And I would never be like, you're wrong, you're wrong no. for hitting me, I'm a girl. Like, no, most of the time I'm taking off first. But, like, if you hit a dude, like, you deserve to get knocked the fuck out. And I've always said, like, if a bitch hits my son or something or spits on him or some shit, I expect him to sock her. Like, I'm not going to be mad. The rule of life is you don't fucking put your hands on anybody. And not expect to get hit, right? Exactly. Right, you shouldn't be hitting people anyway. But, like, for a woman, I feel like bitches be trying to use that to their advantage. Take advantage and of it, some yeah. bitches even fake it. You I know what I'm saying? I can't stand women that fucking put their hands on dudes in relationships. I right. hate it just as much as I hate men, men that beat d- exactly. women. Exactly. That fucking hate level it. of disgust and anger I have towards the women. Sometimes even more so towards the women because it's like you are you are so far out of line for even initiating that because and you putting know a man in, in good that position. conscience he's not going to retaliate right most men are not going to right even if they get hit and i've seen it even if they get hit they might subdue you or fold, they might you know, move you hold yeah, you hold your arms or some shit but they don't do the same shit back right. so i feel like that's taking advantage of the unwritten rule it's putting a man in a fucked up ass position and, fucked up ass position hey, and listen you know most time we're like fucking pro women over here right but, but that's a situation where I'm telling you, you deserve to get your ass knocked out. She is so fucking lucky he didn't fucking right. snap her fucking neck. Dude. I don't even know who she is. Like, I don't to know what she does To spit on somebody, too, is like the worst fucking yeah. bitch. I'd rather be slapped than spit on, honestly. Spit. That's some filthy ass shit. And she's but, um, spitting on him. Yeah, and I know. That, him. that shit just has me hot. And I feel like... Um, all these jokes. People, what, what the fuck is so funny about it? Yeah, I don't think it's funny at all. And um, they're talking about he takes another L. Like, all he does is take L's, making hella jokes and shit. He has done some boozy shit in the past and got caught lying and, like, you know, fake flexing and but shit. But this shit... This is a serious situation, though. Especially for a black man. Like... Dude. And wait, the fucked up thing is the cops went there... And fucking arrested them both. Yeah, Could I read clearly that they were see wrong. that she was the aggressor. Yeah, I read that they were. Uh, they admitted that they were wrong in arresting him. Now, 
Uh, so I don't know if he ended up having to bail out or if the charges were actually dropped. It's just funny to me. Yeah, but it's like you clearly can look at him and Dude. and look at her and see that he didn't need to be arrested. Right. But yeah. So that shit is not fucking funny. If you're one of those women that thinks it's cool to fucking poke a dude in his face, fucking anything, spit, any get type mad, of um, hands physical on trying to antagonize in a anger, man, yeah, you're you're, you're stu- fucking disgusting. And the thing is, when it comes to my friends and shit, and this is like an unwritten rule, like I've I've made this clear to my friends like from day one. If a bitch is fucking with you and she's trying to get you to fucking hit her or some shit, call me because I at any time will pull up and beat the fuck out of a bitch. <laughs> and I, not I'm not kidding. I've done it before. I will continue to do it. So it's like if you're fucking with my friends and you're putting your hands male friends, on them, right? my male friends and you're trying to get them to hit you or some shit, bitch, you gonna fuck around and have to fight me. And, you know, my, I just sound like this. Like, my, don't let my voice fool you. Like, I got plenty of years experience and I'm going to work your ass out. Like, seriously. She's fucking embarrassing. Like, I will pull up. So I always tell them, like, don't hit no women. You got friends, sisters, friends, cousins. You know what I'm saying? Call a bitch. I'm going to be that bitch. Fucking common decency as a human being is you don't put your hands on anybody in anger, in but I you mean, there's bitches that lie too, and and you know what I mean. They'll they'll right. do shit, and they'll and they'll want to like ruin your name, and be yeah, like, they'll oh, fucking so-and-so intentionally put hands on hurt me. themselves, and exactly. then tell people, look what so and so did in real life. Yeah, that have done that. That shit yeah. is sick. Like you're you deserve your ass fucked up. And for our male listeners that are actually listening to this, if you're dating somebody that does shit like that. You probably should rethink your relationship. Yeah, it's a liability. And it's I doubt it's worth the risk that doubt you're taking it. fucking with that person. You I, know? It's like you don't play like that. There's no puss that good. There's no dick that no, good for me to not. fucking deal with any of that type of shit. No. And put your freedom in fucking danger. Well, and just mutual respect is a big fucking deal. And there's no reason to put your hands on anybody. There's just not. No. There's not, and it's fucking it's, gross. It's too easy to just leave and start over. Especially, <clears throat> especially uh, as a child watching, you know, my mom get her ass whooped. There's n- there's nothing to joke about no. in the whole Bow Wow thing. No, like, no part of that's fucking funny. It's not. It's. I just feel bad because it wouldn't be joked about if it was the other way around. No, no one would be cracking jokes and making Fuck memes no. about it. Fuck no. Um. Someone that is a joke, though, uh, Blueface, the rapper, he fucking... I posted it on my story today. If anybody follows me on Instagram, they probably already saw this. But um, a few weeks ago, his stupid boosty ass was in a club, a strip club. And um, he, oh, he's fucking gross. He posted bitch. a video and he was like, um, "Y'all watch this. These thirsty ass bitches, watch this. Uh, they gonna run like roaches." And he's in the strip club throwing money and recording the strippers laughing. I mean, laughing at them, recording them picking up the money and making a joke of it and talking shit about. He's basically them degrading them in their place of business. That's You're what they're supposed club. to do. That's what they're there for. They That's pick up job. your bitch money, right. And keep it. It's an actual fucking tax paying job like you're in their job their place of employment doing that you're laughing that they're picking up your money but you're the one throwing out all that money to them i was so fired up when i saw that shit i was so fucking mad and um apparently i wasn't the only one because ebro 
interviewed, this is the same person that interviewed and brought up that shit to Kodak about the sexual assault. Yeah. Okay, so he's really been on the women's side lately, and I thank him for it. Mm-hmm. I applaud him for it. More people need yep. to speak up. And um, I saw he interviewed Blueface, and he brought that shit up, and he posted it on his page today. What was Blueface's response? I didn't get Bitch, I have the video fucking on my story right now. He basically said, well, you know, that's like the image or whatever. And so Ebro's like, well, why don't you change the image then? Be the one, like, basically rappers throw money and degrade the bitches. And so Ebro's like, well, why don't you change that? Be the one to not be disrespectful. Your fucking mom didn't raise you better. And he goes, well, that's me. That is me. And so he basically, he goes from saying that that's like the image of, you know, the lifestyle or whatever. And then he turns around and says, well, that is me. That is how I feel, basically. And I didn't watch the whole interview yet, but I was just done. I was like, this fucking Bootsy ass bitch. When he first became really popping, he posted videos of him doing a full-on shopping spree in true religion. Oh, God. No one still wears that shit. And he's, like, so corny. He never stopped. Like, I mean, wear whatever you want. I'm not... I'm just saying, like, that shit is dated now. Like, you know, and he's his corny ass was just showing himself paying for the the clothes like he was you know impressing somebody and it was like you're so fucking he might as well have went and bought a shitload of jabos or like guess or something you know what i'm saying like what are you fucking doing so guess is making a comeback though right now i was like he's fucking embarrassing as fuck and yeah i I don't understand that it's not going funny. out of your way to degrade women. Like you're in their place of employment. How dare you? And, How but I bet, I guarantee you, when you turn that fucking phone off, you were trying to get one of those roaches to come fuck you. Exactly. I guarantee it. it it's just disgusting. Like, you're, and you probably paid her. Right. You're in there throwing you money. Trick. You're in their fucking place of employment. It's just the whole situation was disgusting. And then him, um, ex- like reinforcing what he said that he's and, a piece and, of shit. Yeah, it just it just further proves like you ain't shit. Like, oh my god, it's disgusting. It's disgusting, and I hate to see shit like that because I have teenage kids. He's gonna fuck off a, a huge chunk of his fan base. Be- well. I would I don't hope. Know. I would People hope. People are so dumb and forgiving. Yeah. It's like maybe not. They'll probably Women are still gonna play rule the world music. one day. So yeah, it's frustrating. Good luck doing that forever. Um, one more dumb idiot, fucking celebrity. So we all heard that Twenty One Savage is actually from the UK, and he was yeah. picked up by ICE over the weekend. Gee, did you hear they found like Twenty One musket style old school weapons? No, I home? think I think that's a joke. Are you sure? Yeah, that's a joke. Because he's oh, it was because then I went on to read that there was like fucking tea kettles. (laughs) Will you shut up? (laughs) Will you please shut up? I think we might edit that out. I forgot. (laughs) I forgot. No, you can leave it in. I'm stupid sometimes. I forgot. He he uh, was his immigration status was not up to date because he came here as a kid or whatever, On a visa. and his parents didn't renew it like so many other people. And um, I know people right now on expired visas. A lot of people. And what's crazy is um, he spoke about you know ice fucking people over at the border and shit. And he spoke about the Flint water crisis. So he brought attention week. to himself. So right? he brought attention to himself, and it's just coincidental. You know, I don't believe in coincidence Fuck at all. No. Five days later, ice picked him up. So I'm never gonna laugh about no shit like that. No. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not some shit. 
going to jail is a very serious, very stressful fucking thing for me. So I can only imagine how much worse it is for a black man. And unless you're there for like, fucking pedophilia or rape or you know what I'm saying like some some unjustified fucked up shit I'm never gonna laugh at you like that you don't laugh at shit like that no it's an unfortunate ass situation and especially somebody who has kids and like does hella shit for the community and like you know from what I hear like he's really a good guy I haven't heard no bad shit problematic yeah he speaks out on real problems that we have in this country so, you know, I it made me feel bad when I read that he got picked up. Also because fuck ICE. You know what I mean? But dumbass Demi Lovato, this bitch is dummy. already a problem. Like, this is a bitch who found out she's half Mexican but continues to tell people she's Spanish from Spain. But, you know, like, and she's had a lot of um, issues herself with um, being a drug junkie. abuse, mental illness, and people have um, always shown her support. Like, they've Including 21 Savage. Like, his fucking people tweeted today, like, damn, when we heard about her, you know, almost overdosing or almost dying from an overdose and shit, like, we were on the bus and he even said, like, I hope she pulls through that. Like, that's hella fucked up. The same bitch is on Twitter today or the other day laughing, saying the funniest thing about the Super Bowl was all the 21 Savage memes. And it's like, bitch hella celebrities tore her ass up and they were just like how is that funny like why I'm sorry we don't see the humor how is somebody losing their home funny yeah like how is that fucking funny so Wale she's a respond- dumb ass bitch Wale responded to her and basically said something like how is losing your home funny right and she responded um, and said oh he's just mad I ignored his uh, his DMs his DMs or whatever and Wale fucking hit her where it hurt and responded with hella class. He was like, you know, basically like, I don't fucking, I don't attack people while they're down. I'll give you that, you know, I'll give you that. But I still don't attack people while they're down. And, and he called her a queen at the yeah, end of the Yeah, he was like, everything. have a good day. Like, he handled that shit with class. Yeah, he did. Um, and I know she felt dumb as yeah. fuck. I would She did, because now she's like, fuck Twitter. She this deleted why, it. This is why I don't tweet anymore. Fuck Twitter. I, w- I was laughing about him, no one knowing he was from the UK. Like, who expected that? I wasn't laughing. No, bitch, you were very no. specific saying that, you know, you just don't laugh about shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Especially as a celebrity, you have more responsibility than a regular person when you, you tweet. When you tweet, like, you have PR and different people. Especially like, when your own backyard isn't your clean. Shit. Right. And when you're a heroin junkie. Like, bitch. So I posted on my shit. Like, we should make memes, like, with heroin and her face, like, making jokes since she's so tickled by this shit. You know what I mean? Like, It's not funny. It's not funny at all. So fuck her. Um, she was already trash, but now even more so. Fuck her. That's all I have for celebrity news. <laughs> I, that's all I have <laughs> for celebrity you, news. Bob. Back to you, Cree. Back to you, Barbie. Mm-hmm. I um. I'll be covering the current event section of today's podcast. What do we have? We Whoa, have. Almost dropped my bear claw. First of all, as always, fuck Donald Trump. Always. Never Always. Um, I read an article. It wasn't a uh, Onion-style one like the one I read on 21 Savage, okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> hey, sometimes even the best of us fuck up. Um, so I read this article, and uh, 
God damn, I'm special, dude. Did you read dude. that he had 21 muskets? Yeah, bitch. And then, you know, I and then I stopped reading it, and I went back to do something else, and then I read some more, and I remembered it was a joke article then because, bitch, they were talking about fucking 19th or 17th century teapots and shit, right? Mm-hmm. But somehow my brain didn't <laughs> fucking correlate when my stupid ass just said that. Whatever. <laughs> the blonde really shows sometimes. Peroxide. Um, so I read an article yesterday. Um, the Trump administration, it says Trump admin ain't shit lost kids. So, but basically the Trump administration, um, their spokesperson. Admitted. Jalen Sulog, the deputy director of Health and Human Services, Office of Refugee Resettlement, said it was in a court filing. Um, she basically said that her office... Um, doesn't have time they have no way to track or the, the ability to perform such a task. Right. Basically meaning they don't think they can get back all the fucking kids to their parents. They have no Saying they have no the money and resources they've either. Admitted, they've admitted that now she's saying they don't have the time and yep. like it's not important enough, but they've already admitted they don't even have records of where these kids have gone. Yeah, she's saying it's not possible to reunite them to their parents and it's because you have no records. You, you guys shouldn't have taken those kids in the fucking first place. So, like, place. who's accountable for that? No Nobody. One. No one. So no one's going to be their ass on the line for Are you that. kidding, no Donald? One. There's no accountability to Donald Trump nor his admin right now. It's absolutely fucking a clusterfuck of dictatorship. Like, it's really... I just don't understand. And they haven't stopped getting these kids. And, they, you know, it's a business. It's a business for them. They're putting them in these facilities and they're making money by the day for having them in these facilities. So they have no real motivation to stop. They have motivation to keep putting people in there. Well, you know, we already have over 438,000 children in the U.S. foster care system. Of American kids. Of Amer- of U.S. citizens. Right. And now we're stealing children from other countries. Right. And losing them in the system because we don't give a fuck. Period. We don't give a fuck about brown people. We don't give a fuck about their kids. No, sorry, my fucking sock fell off, you guys. And my shit. <laughs> like, what are you and doing? You know, <laughs> and you know how I am about my feet, and it's She's really fucking hunched with me. over right now. And I'm looking at her like, are you uh-huh. massaging yourself? Like, no. what are you fucking doing? No, my sock slid down, and you know, I never wear socks, so this is already a big You're day for me. A it's a big feet. day for me, and <laughs> fucking, I had to get it, so I got oh. stuck. But, anyways. <laughs> but, anyways. The ACLU was on it. Um, I just don't understand because, like, it's who, fucking what heartbreaking. Are they do? Can you, you know imagine I mean? someone taking your baby and then being like, "I don't know where she is. We can't yeah. get her to you." Yeah, and these kids are hella young, and like a lot of them. I would don't light speak the English United States on like, fire, bitch. I would just start yeah. lighting it on fire. I'll be it's so angry. It's fucking. It's scary as fuck, and um, I don't know where we are anymore. Like, this is not the kind of country that I think we're totally regressing instead of progressing. Yeah, we are. And at an alarming rate. Like it's yeah. like, are you serious? I don't I don't I feel like more people should be scared. Fuck yeah. I don't know. Um and then the rain is back. The rain is back. Close your eyes. Give me your hand. <laughs> Do you feel my heartbeat? So it's, that? it's Black History Month. It is. Um it is Black History Month, and we watched... 13th. If you haven't watched it. I said, that's your homework. 
that's your the beginning of your homework for February. The first film I want you guys to watch is 13th. It's on Absolutely. Netflix. Absolutely. Excuse me. It's on Netflix. It's a documentary. It um, is by, what is her name? Ava Devorn, DeVornay? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's something like that. Um, it's really good. It's basically about the 13th Amendment, which was to abolish slavery, but there was a loophole. The loophole yeah. was if you are convicted a of a crime, you can still be used for labor. Yep. And um, that's something that this, Free country, that this country has uh, t- taken advantage of since then. And basically... Um, it talks, oh God, it's just, it's so informative. I learned so fucking much watching that. And people really need to see that because, like, we're kind of conditioned to just believe everyone in prison and shit is a criminal, a scary, guilty criminal. And that's really not the case most of the time. No. Like, a lot of people are in prison because they can't afford to get out. Simple shit. You know what I mean? Like, they, they're spending years in jail because they can't bail out or whatever on minor charges and infractions a lot of people are in prison uh one thing that was really informative was did you see they said 97 percent of inmates did not have a trial no i know 97 percent and here's the thing i know that's accurate when you're facing charges you're offered a deal yep. by the district attorney and you're encouraged always to take the deal yep. they explain why and they go into depth so it'll make more sense than what I probably will right now but basically the judges and shit don't have time to give everyone a trial No, you know people are arrested way too often and shit to give everyone a trial so you're automatically granted I, a deal you're, yeah you're offered a deal and you're encouraged to take it what they do is they present you with what sounds like a lesser sentence and then um, they also tell you, okay, or you could take it to trial. But if you lose that, like, for instance, we're going to offer you five years or you could take it to trial. But if you go, if you take it to trial and you lose, you're not going to get that five years. You're going to get 30 years. Yeah. So they always make it sound like the deal is the best way to go, which is like you're scamming people. Right. They, they present it as if it's in your best interest. So a lot of people that can't afford lawyers and shit, such as myself, such as damn near everybody I know can't afford to fight a trial. So they fucking take the deal. 97% of inmates and you know, they could be innocent. Most people can be innocent and can't afford to fight a trial. People just got to consider all that when they're thinking about inmates. All inmates are not fucking hardcore guilty criminals. In the, in this film 13th, back when slavery was abolished, quote unquote, air quotes, um, slavery was an economic system. And then with the demise of slavery at the end of so- the Civil War, the basically the Southern economy was in fucking ruins. It was left in ruins because there was no more slaves to tend crops and basically work all these jobs. So, um, But it's like boo-hoo. Like, fuck you. Get your kids right. to work the fields. So, but you know now I mean? that all these slaves were free... Mm-hmm. They they had to have that loophole in there. They used they the loophole. They also got reparations, though. Did you know that slave owners got paid what's equivalent today? They did. They got reparations of like three hundred dollars per slave that they lost, right? But 
in today's economy, that would have been equivalent to getting like $4,000 per right. slave. Now, imagine people that owned 300 fucking slaves right. or whatever, and they lost them when the 13th Amendment went into effect. They got paid heavily. So I wrote down some some shit from that. And um, so the U.S. holds 5% of the world's population, right? Yeah. We hold 25% of the world's prison population. Right. A quarter of the world is incarcerated in the United States. This is the only place, people don't realize this either, this is the only place where people make money off of incarceration. Yeah, you can go build a prison right now and fucking get paid. A private prison. Yes. Like, how did that become allowed? Like, no other country is doing that. Like, a business? It's a business. Prison for profit. Just sounds wrong. Do you want to open a beauty salon or a prison? Or a prison, right? Let's do you're a gonna prison. Make way, way more, more money, money as a prison. prison. And it's like, duh! Of course, they're trying to fucking arrest everybody and fill these prisons up that they're building. You know, because people have financial interest in these prisons. Who owns these prisons? Politicians. They have White financial. Men. Yeah, they have financial interest. It's not like a bunch of fucking black people are owning the prisons. We have the highest incarceration rate in the world. In the world. In 1972, there were 300 thousand people incarcerated today now, it's, it's 2.3 2 million, million yes. fucking people um that's not a coincidence that's because we have profit prison yeah, for profit we have prison for profit and the mass incarceration started you guys have to watch this but really quick one of the things that they go into in this film is mass incarceration started during nixon Mm-hmm. Um, he started. And Reagan. He started the war on drugs. Crack and cocaine are basically the same thing, just different forms. One you smoke, one you fucking snort off butt cheeks. You know, white people stereotypically love cocaine. Black folks. Cocaine is more a hood drug. Cocaine, cocaine is, is more. Expensive. It's the rich man's high. So the white people usually have cocaine. Right. Crack was always um, pushed and started in, in urban communities. Yes. By the Among fucking government. People. Right. By the government. Right. So Nixon started this whole war on drugs and Reagan took that over. When they started doing these mass incarcerations, they were giving people that got caught with crack cocaine fucking 20 fucking years and people that caught caught with cocaine were getting fucking probation. Probation, right. And that's still happening today. It's happening yes. with heroin and op- and, and pills. Yeah, it's the same drug, but the white kids have the pills, so they're you know treated with all this sympathy and rehab and consideration and, love and, and treatment facilities and all yeah. this shit. While people that are poor and most likely ethnic on heroin are thrown in prison for it. Right back when the war on drugs everyone was like fuck it put him in prison put him in prison put him in prison and now that we have a drug crisis that affects white white people white kids kids, it's let's get them in treatment let's figure out a solution and la 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 and you guys have to put aside time and watch 13th it's so fucking good and informative Mm -hmm. a lot of it I already knew it also shows from both sides, too. Like, Newt Gingrich, Gingrich is, is on, on there. there. And like, there's another there's, white yeah. dude on there. Mm-hmm. Try, it shows both, you know, opposing sides. But one of the fucking 
one of the things on there is they interview one of um, Nixon. Is it Nixon or Reagan's cabinet members? Uh, oh, I think it was Reagan. And he's on on tape, and he's going, "You can't, you can't use this. You can't quote me, but I'm going to tell you." In the fifties, it was inward, 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 and he's basically saying in er, mm-hmm. right? And he was like, "Well, now you can't say that anymore, so it's mass incarceration. Mm-hmm. It's blah blah." And, he and he's basically, basically admitting, admitting on the audio that it's just, it's still here. It's very a, much. It's just disgusting. Another way to basically. Lock up the black black men and fuck over black people. Super good. Definitely fucking watch it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely educate yourself because I know a lot personally, not so much anymore, but I know a lot of fucking white people who do not believe that the prison pipeline that exists. That it's systematic. That it's systematic, that it's systemic. I know a lot of fucking white people who don't fucking believe that. Watch this fucking film right. and then tell me. Because it presents facts. It's not opinions. Right. It presents all it's the facts. It's not someone on there going, well, I think. Yeah. No. No, you really got to watch it. It's really good. Really um, good. I watched that over the weekend and I watched um, Nina Simone, who was like one of my favorite artists, women artists. I might, She might actually be my next tattoo. I love um, her. She has a documentary. It's it's about her life. It's like her daughter mostly. I think her daughter produced it. Um, and it's called What Happened to Miss Simone or mm-hmm. What Happened Miss Simone. And it talks about her life and shit. And um, one thing I don't think it touched on was like she, you know, she had a lot. She had a really troubled life. And um, later she fought with mental illness a lot. And mm-hmm. it started to just like tear her up. What was she diagnosed at again? Bipolar mm-hmm. and something else. But um, she, yeah, she struggled a lot with it in her later years. Did she leave it untreated? Yeah, I think she was. No, for a period she was on medicine. Okay. And then, you know, it talks about when she wasn't and, and you know, the, the difference mm-hmm. in her um, day-to-day living and shit. Right. But one thing I didn't, um, I didn't see in the documentary was there was a issue she was having over royalties with the record company she was with at one point. I think this was in the 70s. And she fucking fired a gun at one of the record company executives. (laughs) I love her. That was like one of my favorite stories. I don't think she went to jail, but she definitely fired a gun at him. And then they fixed it. But um, that and also she shot her neighbor. When she was living in Europe, I'm pretty sure she was in Paris at the time. She shot her neighbor's son, who was like a younger teenage son, because his laughter was disturbing her. I love her. (laughs) Yes. I I love her so much. Oh, my God. And I don't think, I think she was able to like you know resolve that without going to prison too but she her. actually shot him the the record she was like i'm guy. fucking sick of you i'm sick of your laughing and i'm trying You're to relax over here me. so i'm letting one off in your ass right <laughs> so hobble your ass away yes. and shut the fuck up i mean the for the most part that you know the shit she struggled with was really sad so yeah. i don't want to make light of it but it's really good to watch and she was a true fucking revolutionary and she sacrificed her career and her family and her livelihood for a long time um, behind things that she was passionate about, mostly race and, you know, the mistreatment of black people in this country. She finally, like, she left this country. She spoke out a lot about she civil did. rights. She did, and it, it really affected her her bookings and shit here. 
and her fan base. But, you know, she stood by what she believed in. And when she was fucking fed up with this country, she left and she moved to fucking Liberia, which was founded by freed slaves. And she talks about how it only seemed right that that was where she should go. And she was so fucking happy there. And it's just, it's an amazing story. Like, she's really an awesome person. I love her music. Love, love, love. Yeah, it makes you, like... There's I remember a, when I first heard her music, like I, it, you know, every song I heard, it evokes emotion, feels something. Yes. And it's not even like, um, she's not the best singer. You no. know what I mean? And her music has never, she, she even talks about, she never wanted to be a singer. She was just told she had to sing one of the jobs she was at. Cause she was, you know, playing the piano. Yeah. She started playing the piano at three years old by ear. Yeah. And she considered herself, um, a classical artist, but mm-hmm. it was kind of unheard of back in, back then to have a black classical artist they always wanted to categorize her as a jazz musician Mm. and she even says jazz is something a word white people made up to call black people like that's what jazz is yeah that's what jazz is she's always considered herself a classical artist and um she was fucking amazing but yeah i i definitely the first time i heard um strange fruit um it was playing in the background and there was a montage of photos of um from Florida and it was photos of black of white men with little black babies in cages and alligators in the swamp and you know they used to feed sl- slave babies too that's fucking disgusting and the song strange fruit is basically about black bodies hanging from a tree it's about right. lynching and when you hear it the first time I heard it, like, I got fucking chills. And there's another song. It's called um, um, basically, oh, God, how would how would it feel if I was free? Or mm-hmm. uh, That's not the right title, but it's along those lines, and that's a really fucking good song. Yeah, I love all that her song, song. All her songs and music had, like, a lot of um, emotion. Be- God damn. We're going to die in a typhoon. That's scary. It just starts dumping out of nowhere. Look, and it's so weird. It's, like, in waves. Look at that. We have a weird storm going on, you guys. Um, but, yeah, I was saying that her music is, like, uh, there's a lot of emotion and a lot yes. of, you know what I mean? And and it's not really her musical talent that made her so amazing. It was her message that yes. she yes. was able to deliver through her music. It's not, like, some her amazing. Lyrics. She has a really deep voice. And um, yeah. it, people would say, like, it was really unexpected to hear a, a woman singer with that kind of voice. And she would get so pissed off. I love that deep voices. Would, People would compare her to Billie Holiday and it would really piss her off because she's like, we're just both black women. Like, right. that's as far as the comparison goes. Right. Like, we don't have any other similarities. Right. But um, her shit, yeah, it, it makes you feel something. And um, I So check her out. Yeah, definitely watch that. You it's can go great. on YouTube. There's a ton of her music on YouTube. Yeah. Some years ago when I was still working at a regular job, I had went to Georgia for business. <clears throat> For two weeks, and while we were there, we got a few days off, and me and a few coworkers, we went to um, the church where Martin Luther King used to give his sermons, and you can sit in there, and they'll they play audio recordings of his sermons, and then you can visit. We visited the house where he grew up in, mm-hmm. and um, his gravesite, and uh, then we went to the Civil Rights Museum. I really want to go there. And let me tell you, I think I lasted probably 20 minutes in there. 
it, it it's such an overwhelming feeling of emotion from like sadness to fucking terror to shame and did I just I like within 30 seconds of in their garage just crying crying yeah. they have photos and you know tchotchkes and memorabilia and clips video clips and, and photographs and oh shit, my right? god it's life changing it's life I felt like that when I was at the um the Holocaust Museum in DC it was like oh, I a imagine. slap in the face you know but that just goes to show how like this country um will recognize you know, another nation's yeah, horrors like in our in our fucking nation's capital or whatever we have this huge you know, millions of dollars were put into this Holocaust museum and it's fucking huge and all this, but then the, the Civil Rights Museum is, like, not as big and, like, more, like, quieter, you know? Like, it's right. not as talked about, I feel like, because it's, yeah. like, this country wants it, really Swept wants people under the rug. To, yeah, people to just, like, get over it. And I don't know if it's, like, a shame thing or what, but, like, it's being handled really fucking wrong. It was a wrong. huge fucking atrocity yeah, that was done like to a whole group of people. Are needed and, you know, like, I just feel like reparations are needed and shit. If we're going to make right on this and move forward the way that we should have from the beginning, like, right. you can't just expect people to, like, forget about it or get over it. Fuck no. There, there are people alive whose grandmother or great-grandmother was it a was slave. It was very recent. It yes, was, it was very fucking recent. I feel like... There needs to be a civil rights museum in in fucking DC. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or in every state, damn near, like every major city. I feel like, like that's crazy. I really, I want to like take the kids there though, and I I want to go there really bad myself. I heard that it was it's like, super intense. It is. It's very intense. But I, uh, I mean, I the history of this country. Ten, ten recommend it. Yeah, like everything. I feel like the history in school and shit. You know, it's so whitewashed, and they try to like make themselves sound so much better than what it actually was. And I mean, look, we're not a, taught how how it really was. No, you you have to do this digging on your own. Right, you have to educate yourself. I mean, look, we have a president whose slogan is "Make America Great Again," but. When are you talking about? You're you're thinking about America great during the factory and coal mining booms during the during 50s, segregation. during segregation and Jim Crow laws where black folks still couldn't even fucking vote. Shit, they weren't even allowed to get a fucking home loan or live outside of a ghetto. Right. And you want, wh- who the fuck was that great for? His speeches and shit are very similar to those of like, um, like Hitler, you know what I mean? Like it's like he got the blueprint from that and from like Reagan and from fucking Yeah, Nixon. that's what I was like, saying about that film the thir- on 13th is yeah. listening to Nixon talk. It's so fucking um similar to about hearing people up Trump talking yeah. about immigration. It's uncanny yeah. like Holy shit. Yeah, it's really obvious what his message is and what he stands for. Like, this nation has never been great. No. Ever. No. And it's still not. And I, I almost feel like it's getting worse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's scary. I don't know. I it really is. Don't. The jail thing, like... Dude. Um, in, in New York. <laughs> the, um, what the hell is it called? The Metropolitan, Metropolitan Detention Center. 
so they were Holy basically out shit. of power and heat and Six and days. I read food. I read food. I don't know how long the food, you know, shortage was, but like for six days in the dark, like you're already, you know, jail already during the polar vortex uh, in polar the Midwest. Vortex is what they called it. They were like, saying the temps in the jail were between like thirty three and like forty something. And you know, but as a we native cry. Californian, it's fucking cold to us once it gets under sixty five. Yes. it's fu- like we right cry. now in the studio, my hands are freezing. My feet are almost numb right now. Can you imagine? Being in jail in fucking no jail lights. clothes. You know you don't get no real blankets in jail. Like, no. what the fuck? In the dark. You're already having to watch your and back then, in jail. That whole scenario stresses me out thinking about those conditions. What's her name? Yandy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she got together and sent a bunch of blankets. And she was outside. There's a video. you got to watch it. She's outside um, with a megaphone, a loudspeaker. Yeah. Outside she's, of the jail? Yeah, and she's like, if 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 you got your warmers, bang, and it's silent. And she was like, let me ask it a different way. Oh, yeah, they were trying to give them hand warmers, too. Right, and she was like, if y'all got the blankets we sent, or if y'all didn't get the blankets we sent, bang, and dude, you just hear boom, boom, boom. It, like, just... It gives you chills watching the video, That's so and, and she up. starts crying. And Mark was telling me there's another video where she actually gets pepper sprayed for being out there. You know, the fucking mayor had to step in and was like, "I let the fucking prison board know that we're sending shit, whether they like it or not, and it's gonna get to the inmates." Like they had to actually step in and be like, "Listen, this has gone on for long enough." And then they finally got generators. There. Why do you think it's why okay? did it take almost a week for you to finally get on? that like people could have died in there like that i can't even imagine you know the thought of jail stresses me out and makes right. me sick anyway but when i she was can't just thinking shave your puss that too yeah because <laughs> i don't want to have a spiky fucking vagina in the cold in jail and then it grows faster yes when you're cold fuck i would be a hairy mess crying Dude. in the corner somewhere stressed out furball you little yes. poor furball I would- <laughs> <laughs> But, so you know, fun. all jokes aside, that's it's not funny. It's not funny. And it's crazy that a major city like that would let that go on. Like, I would maybe not be so shocked if that was in the South or maybe, like, in Kentucky or somewhere. You know what I mean? That's Especially like, if this... Why do I always draw a blank on words? Basically, this... It's drugs. It might be. Um, nicotine. But, you know, this... God damn, why am I so stupid this episode? <laughs> Fuck. Cancel the episode, you guys. Cut it off. No more. It's crazy that in New York this would happen. This progressive. There we go. Yay. Oh, in such Christ. a progressive state, you know, that's passing yeah. this abortion bill and this other bill we're getting ready to yeah, talk about. It's a major metropolitan city. And fucking we're treating And you're treating the fucking they can't even get a blanket. primitively like cavemen. And granted. Some of them are in there for some really shit things, you know, raping women, whatever. But this don't is, do no, people no, like this that. This isn't prison. This is like a city jail. Well, rapists and shit aren't. in But don't they the hold city. them while they're going to trials and shit? I don't think so. I think major because there's like rapists that, and shit in Martinez. Not for murderers. Yeah, not once they're sentenced. No, but if they're once they're going to try while they're going to trial, they're in there. Well, we're not judging people for their crimes, no matter what. Well. <laughs> Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's unfair to treat people like that. Yeah, you don't do humans like that. Fuck no. Oh, God, it just stresses me out. 
It does. But New York had some good news, too. They passed a bill that um, basically extends the... Statute of limitations. For child sexual assaults. So... So before they only had like a certain amount of time to press charges, yes, right? Yes, before um, it was, it used to be until they were 23 years old um, civilly mm-hmm. and then criminal prosecution until the age of 28. That's mm-hmm. later than I thought it was actually. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like up until teens. Well, now what they've done is they've extended it until... So basically, the majority of victims never come forward. If they do, the average age they come forward is 52 years old. Which is fucking sad. Crazy, right? Yeah. So they've been trying to pass this bill for over a decade. And guess who the biggest biggest fucking cock blocker was? The Catholic Church, bitch. The most they guilty. fought them tooth and nail. Can you imagine? Duh, because they're the most guilty of sex crimes yep. of any other organization yep. in the world. And they have all that money to fight it. So I'm really surprised it even got passed with them opposing it. Yeah. And then, so there's other, eight other states considering simil- similar Wait, legislation. Wait, but what is it extended to now? So now it's extended to... Civilly? Um, children can now prosecute attacker until they're 55. It used to be... Only until they were 23 years old. Okay. Um, and then, criminally. sorry, so it was 23 for both. Now, criminally, up until they're 28 years old. But uh-huh. what they did in this bill is they put in a clause where it includes a one-year window where victims of any age or time limit can come forward. That's so good. if you're a fucking 80-year-old woman and your attacker is still alive, you can fucking come forward. Every state needs to implement that. Absolutely. Every fucking state and it's like people don't think about it like women are so hesitant to come forward about sex crimes and shit because we're always called liars you know what i mean yes. that's just or how what did how did she lead him on yeah what did somehow she do we're blamed somehow and it's like it's gross but that's how our society has kind of conditioned everybody yeah so the fact that the average age to come out is in your 50s that's fucking sad well and think about this so Back in the Make America Great Again. Right. And back in the Make America Great Again in Mm -hmm. the 50s and shit, women didn't speak out about um, being abused by their husband. Well, wives were still considered property back then. Right. Domestic abuse wasn't even a crime. So, you know, a a lot of um, sexual assaults on children, especially when done by family, was swept under the rug. Mm -hmm. You didn't want to tarnish the family name. You didn't want to fucking have a bad look. And I know families like that to this day who try to sweep all their dirt and keep it quiet. And that ends up hurting. Yeah. That hurts a lot. That plays a huge part in why women come out so late. Stop protecting your shitty fucking family members. Yeah. But that is one of the reasons why women It's like you're not really encouraged to tell. You're not encouraged to report shit. Like, it's a hard enough thing to go through, and then it's even harder when you're questioned about it, blamed for it. You know what I mean? All that plays a part. I'm really happy that that got extended. Really fucking, I thought that was a great, when I read that, I was like, this is awesome. That one of the things since the girls have been born and been old enough to understand is we don't do secrets. Like never once have I been out with the girls and been like, okay, don't tell your dad we did blah, blah, blah. We don't do secrets. That's fucking weird. We don't do that. You're uh, teaching your kids to keep 
I don't like that. You're like, conditioning you them yeah, to think it's okay. Yeah, you're teaching them that keep, it's okay to keep some secrets sometimes. So, so when That's somebody dangerous. approaches your child and is like, don't tell your mom and dad it's going to be our secret. Or your I'm going to kill her. Like Your yeah. child's going to think it's okay to keep secrets. Sometimes, right. Because mommy also told me yes. to keep secrets sometimes. Right. Yeah, you don't so do that. So teach your don't kids that. not to keep secrets. Secrets are a bad thing. Yeah. Fuck that. Well, that's really good news about yeah. that. Yeah. So, I hope um, other states follow suit and also. I do too. Yeah. Be- you know, it takes you a long time to um, be comfortable enough or to to have healed from trauma enough to speak mm-hmm. about something that's happened to you. And sometimes it does take until you're fucking in your 40s and 50s to be able to speak about something have, so painful. Yeah, exactly. That it takes strength to do that. Totally change the path of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm glad that people are seeing that people in, you know, places of legislation and passing bills are are seeing that and taking notice and doing something about it. That's a big deal. It is. You know. Very good news. So fuck you, New York, but thank you, New York. (laughs) You know, Um, flip back and forth. So Facebook is actually cool. It is very cool, you guys. We were talking earlier. I still don't have a Facebook, but... I got a cool story. You know, I'm in all these fucking weird groups. I'm in the Dirty Pussy group, which is really the (laughs) makeup group, but (laughs) for some reason, always Dirty Pussy Hygiene comes up and... And women that don't aren't familiar and with drip their for body. five days and like yeah. it's like what are you guys doing <laughs> you know, um, but I'm in some other groups you know because I'm true crime fanatic whatever and I listen mm-hmm. to my favorite murder and so there's this group in Facebook I'm in and it's called um, the Sleuth Society and it's basically a bunch of murderinos basically mm-hmm. you know people that true crime and yeah. shit like that. And this woman came on there the night before last, and she was like, hey, you guys, um, I'm hoping you guys can help me. My mom just started dating this guy, and she I think she's in her late teens, early 20s, this woman that was asking this. And mm-hmm. she's like, I hope you guys can help me. My mom just started dating this guy, and I found some stuff online where he has a criminal record, but... And she was like, and I get some really crappy vibes from him, but I can't seem to pull up any of his crimes or I don't... Like, can you guys help can me? Can you guys help me see if there's dirt on him? Bitch. Within like 30 minutes, they had fucking pulled up all his shit. <laughs> when I say all his shit, let me tell you what they found. It's so crazy how like there's a network of people that can just work with you on shit and be all over the country and like I read about groups like that on yes. Facebook all the time where it's like they really come together. It's like a yes. sense of community. There are some groups that I'm a part of. There was another one I was saying um Love Life of an Asian Guy started out as this page and he's an activist, um Filipino guy. He's um now married to a black woman and um he's very big on um, you know, speaking out about POC and black folks and injustice. And, yes. And so he started this group. It's like the LLAG um, family, and that's a group. And I was telling you that they're awesome. Like, someone will post mental health check in. You guys, let me know how you're doing um, to our family in the mid, our LLAG family in the Midwest right now. Let us know if you guys need anything. They've, like, we'll send it to you. Yeah. You like, anything. it's this awesome. There are some groups where it's these awesome little communities. And so, this Sleuth Society is one of them. And basically, within 30, 30 minutes, they had 
multiple people, girl, there's a bunch of comments, but they found 16 charges, including child porn and sexual assault on a child and aggravated criminal sexual abuse causing bodily harm. That's crazy. All off a hunch. Like she just had a bad feeling and was like, let me try to search him. Let me ask my homies in my group. And they were pulling it up, posting links and all type of shit. And I was like, people be really solving crimes and shit. Like I see that. I used to be really active on Twitter for years. Like most of my like followers and shit, I think came from my Twitter. Mm -hmm. And um, it was like that. It was just like, I would watch them solve crimes or if there were like photos of like inappropriate shit, they would track the people down instantly. Reddit's like like, that too. Yeah, and it's weird. It's like, um, it's kind of comforting to know that, because that's the only, aside from Twitter, Facebook is the only thing I hear about where there's groups like that Mm -hmm. of like community that Mm -hmm. look out for each other and shit. And as much as I hate Mark Zuckerberg, like that's really dope that there is that outlet for people. And like, you know, just imagine if you lived in the middle of nowhere and you didn't have, you know what I mean? Like the internet is... is a comforting thing sometimes. It's such and, a um, great tool. And you really develop is. these online friendships. Like I have these these friends and we met in another group. We're all no longer in this group anymore. But I I have their phone numbers. We text each other like yeah. um, once a year. Everyone in this group of friends meets up in Las Vegas. I'm going to go this year. Some of my best friends I met online. Like that's yes. just where our generation is right now. As bizarre as that kind of would have sounded back in the day. Because, you know, we grew up when there was no internet. Right. But um, it's like that's really how I met some of my best fucking friends that I'm still close to. to I love day. these women. I talk to them more than. Like, yeah. yeah. You talk like, to them more than people you, yes. you live by. Than my own family. Like, I have stronger relationships with people that I've met online or that I talk to have a relationship with online friendship than I do my blood family. One of my friends that I met in this group that I said we're no longer in, her name's uh, Dee Brownie, and she loves our podcast. She listens all the time. And (laughs) so, you know, there's there's a bunch of women that I I love them to death. It's just crazy. Like, I... When, you know, when the internet first got popping, it was always, like, an exciting thing. And, you know, I just, I kind of looked at um, a lot of social media kind of as, like, a party line. Yeah. In a way. Our shit was the party line. Um, And, yeah, it's just weird because real friendships and real relationships and shit come from it. You do. I know people that got married from people that they met online. And they're still together to this day. My Aunt Mimi found her dude Ray online and they've been married a long time. That shit is crazy. But, so I hate when I see people... People who are like um, fake ass online friends, fake ass acting like friendships, the, acting like it's not real life. Yeah, like actually, it is. It is real fucking life. We're the you Jetsons, asshole. and that's where we are now. Seriously, like <laughs> you know, it's such a great tool to keep in contact with people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get to I see really their like lives. Check in idea, and like you know, I love that people post pictures of you know their kids and update you on what they did for the day and if they're fighting with their husband or if they got married or like well that's I you love, just being nosy i but. love seeing all well you know i'm like that i post all my shit yeah. everything you know i i'm that's that's where i got a lot of i don't want to say my followers but you know my friends when i started writing on sunshine and schizophrenia on yeah. facebook I would write about my daily life, my the it hardships was a blog, with my right? dad. Yeah, the yeah. hardships with my dad um, when I wanted to kill my fucking kids. You know. Yeah. So I really love I love my people that I meet online and shit. And so I thought that 
Sleuth Society story was pretty fucking cool because within cool. 30 minutes, they were like, bam, here's your juice. Right. Here's That's your crazy. Juice. I want a group like that that yeah. I could be like, help me investigate some fucking You know people. there's my favorite murder groups and shit on Facebook too. Well, yeah, I hear, you know, because I listen I to the podcast. To you would. <laughs> I listen to the podcast and they're always talking about mm-hmm. them just across the country and how like when there was um, a storm, like a big storm going on, uh-huh. like they provided blankets and shit for some of the members yeah. in their area and all that like that's, yeah. that's tight to have like that's a really sense of community cool. we have some um a couple listener questions too right like didn't someone um, we do describe um, a date my note says homophobic date gay animals <laughs> do you have the question <laughs> i remember it the girl said that she just started talking to this guy and you know she was really liking him and they were hanging out and they were watching something on TV and there were two men kissing. And so she happened to ask him how he felt about that, you know, mm-hmm. like his stance on gay rights or whatever. And, you know, she was basically like, I'm from the Bay. It's normal. Love is love, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. he started going into this tirade about how um, it's a sin, how the gay agenda, how they're turning kids gay. Blah, basically I super homophobic shit. Well. Mm-hmm. He kept going, and she was like, you're making me uncomfortable. He kept going, and so she did. She left, and so she was like, did she handle that the right way? Like, how do she you handle— She even told him that she was uncomfortable yes. with what he was saying? Yes, and he kept wow. going. So she was, you know, she was like, did I handle that the right way? Like, how do you handle people like that? And I think— Just the way just you Just the way you did. Yeah. They say that there—what are the three topics you shouldn't discuss with people? Politics, religion, politics. Re- and what's the other one? Politics. There's three. But, yeah, religion and politics. Race, they say, I think. They say you shouldn't discuss with people. But, like, I'm more Those like— Those are the ones I, I want to know immediately. Yeah, so I don't waste my time. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's good that you find out early yep. what type of person you're dealing with. Uh, I had, with my ex-husband, when we were dating, um, I had a talk with him about that. And, you know, where we're from, you know, it was not cool to be gay. And, like, it was definitely, like, a secret. And, like, in the hood, there was no openly gay people like that. No, there um, was a lot of, like, down low. Right. There was not any openly. No. It wasn't acceptable at all where we're from. No. I remember having a conversation with him and, you know, he was kind of just like, well, I ain't never been around no gay people or whatever. And then he met my cousins and they're both gay. Mm -hmm. And after I brought him around them, he was like, they're so fucking cool. Like, that's crazy. They're hella cool. He was shocked. He couldn't stop talking about them. And he was like, I love them. Like, you know, he used the word love. And he was like, um, you know, I ain't never been around no gay people before. So I had a totally different I- idea of what they were going to be like. And Isn't that crazy? It's crazy, right? So, you know, we, we continued dating and then I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And um, I was I asked the question. I was like, if we ended up having a gay child, like, how would you feel? What would you do? And at the time, he was like, after meeting my cousins, he would he was like, I would love them. You know, it's still yeah. my child. I would love them. And that was something that was important to me. I mean, I was already pregnant. I probably should have had that conversation right. <laughs> before I got knocked up. But you know, it's an important one. Those to are have. important yeah. ones to have before you have kids with somebody. Hell you yeah. need to know their Hell political yeah. affiliation. You need to know their re- their views on religion. You need to know their views on gay rights, the Everything. LGBTQI yeah. community. You need to the these are important things you you need to ask their views on child discipline because y'all might not parent the same way. Exactly. They're super important questions you need to ask. 
So you handled it the right way. That's exactly what the fuck I would have done. Yeah, and I'm glad that I, it's crazy that she told this motherfucker she was uncomfortable, and he kept, and he kept going kept on going. about how they're fucking disgusting yeah. degenerates. And oh shit. yeah, that's extreme views. So it's like, good thing you got up out of there. Bye. And your dick's not that good. No, fuck no, God. Can you imagine? Yeah, it, it would suck if she was like in love with him already God, or right? deep in a relationship and found out by accident or something that this, this person is totally homophobic. Oh, I'd that be would suck. so mad. Yeah, that I'd would be, suck. That'd be a deal breaker. Like, I'm it cool. Would. I'm cool. I'm sorry. It would absolutely be a deal breaker with me. You know how people like that, that are homophobic yeah. and shit, they find it so hard to believe that people are born gay. It's really a genetic right. thing. They people think are people... really born that way. And um, I know that just from having gay family, you know what I'm yeah. saying, that have been gay since birth. Yeah. Like, since that's not, it wasn't a taught, it wasn't a learned thing. It was, you know, that that's just them, period. It's always been. Nobody turned them gay. Yeah. No, no it's not how it fucking works. No environment. No, that doesn't, it's They're doesn't not going to watch like two women kissing on TV and all of a sudden want to be a lesbian. No. I was reading, I, I just think it's so weird how people think that people turn gay. And then I was reading that there is not a single um, mammal or animal or insect that does not display gay behavior, you know, like um, same sex sexual yeah, like, activity among each other. Yeah. No mammals, no animal, they all do it yep. and all insects. So it's like, why is it so far fetched? For, We're mammals. Why would we be the only species in the world that doesn't. You know what I right. mean? Like, duh, if every fucking animal, mammal, insect in the world is doing this, obviously we are too. You right. know what I mean? Like, we're not that far uh, removed from animals. Carolyn used you know? to have a cat named Boots that was totally gay. Really? <laughs> yes. Girl, he was he was a flamboyant little boy cat, and he loved little boy he cats. He loved lipstick. He loved <laughs> lipstick and high heels. He would just walk around with a filter on a cigarette. He had lashes out to here. He was the shit. But, no, he was like, he had this little prance. He had yeah. a prance, and he loved little boy cats. We mm -hmm. always called, she always would be like, that's my gay cat. And I'd be like, shut up, dude, shut up. My aunt is slow for those of you don't know. But she would be like, that's my gay cat boots. But he he totally was. He yeah. loved little boy cats, and it was so adorable. I so mean, all animals and creatures display, um, you know, homosexual. I, I don't know if that, that's like the human term. But right. Homosexual behavior. So it's like, duh, you fucking idiots. Of course humans are going to do it too. Right. Like that's just nobody, how it is. Nobody goes out and turns the animals gay. Right. People like, are dumb. They are. They're super fucking dumb. But my notes saying gay animals, I thought just looked hella cute because picturing was. them is so adorable. <laughs> can you can you tell your little animal story? Guardbirds. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So the other day we were in the car and uh, it was raining as usual because we've had this disgusting weather that I'm tired of now. It was cozy for like the first week, but fucking, now I'm over I'm, it. I'm over it the first day. Um. We were driving, me and Bunny, I was taking her to school, and there's this area by her school where there's, like, power lines, mm -hmm. and there's hella blackbirds, like crows, hella crows all over I love there. crows. And um, she was dead-ass serious, and she was like, why is there so many guard birds over here all the time and something, <laughs> something? And I stopped her, and I was like, what? And she was like, guard birds. And I was like, what are guard birds? And she was like, those. You see how they're all like that right there? And I said, that's not a thing. Like, it totally is a thing, <laughs> I and I love her. Thing. They are guard Ever, birds. Because she was dead fucking serious like that was a thing. And I'm like, buddy, that's not a they thing. They were guarding. And oh, I, my God. So she, I'm like, security guards? Like, is that what you mean? She's like, yeah, they're all, like, guarding right there. I and I'm love like, buddy, her. no, 
they're not. That's not a fucking thing. Yes, it is. And I'm going to tell her they are. (laughs) So I was telling Maria that crows are in the top five smartest animals. They're super smart. The size of their brain compared to their body is larger than that of humans. Really? Yes. They have regional dialects. Did you know that? No, crows what have, does that mean? Cr- like sense they of direction? They speak differently. Oh, regional on, dialects? Like they yes, have accents? Yes. They call differently depending on where they're from. Shut the fuck up. Yes. They speak bird languages yes. and have bird accents. They, um, a group of crows is called a murder. I knew that. Crows recognize faces. So A lot of birds do, actually. Yes. It's, it's very common amongst uh, pigeons, birds. Pigeons do, too. So if there is somebody that has been mean to a bird, they will avoid that person and put the word out. Crows have funerals when they were <sighs> when there's a dead crow. Elephants they do circle too. around and they have a funeral. And they mourn. They mourn their loss of their bird. And here's the other thing: where crows have seen another dead crow, they will avoid that spot, even if it's plentiful in food. They won't go back because they're, they're fucking smart. Their fallen brother. And they're smart, and they're like, I don't want to die too. Crows have been known to make tools. They're very good with problem solving. So there's what this the experiment fuck? done. Can you tell I love animals, you guys? There's this <laughs> experiment. Crow, crow corner. corner. <laughs> so there was this experiment done where they put different um, glasses of water with different levels and they laid out different shit like rocks, sticks. And the fucking crows took different tools uh-huh. and made shit and put it in to make the water rise. Like they. Because with some of them, the opening of the glass was different, so they couldn't just drop pebbles. So they figured out, okay, let's put the stick and this in there. They're super smart. And they figured it all out. They're very smart birds. Also, crows mate for life. I didn't know that. Crows mate for life. And the older sibling crows help with the baby siblings. They're very family-oriented. They're really awesome birds. They're really awesome birds. I have one tattooed on my face. I love crows. I want a raven hella bad. Ravens are, you know, basically larger crows. Yeah. So they're really smart. um, I have hella tattooed birds. I have a hummingbird. I have sparrows. I have a crow. She has a dodo bird. I have a dodo, a pelican. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, but I do have a lot. And um, they're really my favorite species. Like when I was little, if people would ask, like, if you could be any animal or anything, what would you be? My answer was always a bird. Like I'm always drawn to birds. And um, that's so cute to learn. I always thought that it was hella interesting that pigeons are genetically exactly the same as doves, but doves are so praised and worshipped and everything, but pigeons are basically an urban dove, and they're so treated like shit and, like, talked about and, as pests and treated like pests and shit, but they're They're not. They're actually pretty smart. And they're essentially the same exact bird. They're genetically made up exactly the same as a dove. Yeah. They're just a different color pattern. I was telling you in Hawaii, the pigeons are, they're white. It was weird. They're they're white and... uh, you can like just hold your arm up in the air with a piece of food and they'll fly and grab it. Yes. And we went to the beach and my aunt, you guys, most of you don't know, but my aunt is, um, she's short and she's she's very uh, plump. Round. And she has yeah. a huge butt. Like she got a fat <laughs> ass. And this is my aunt that's slow. And she bent over on the beach to do some shit in her bag. And I put a sandwich on her back. This stupid bitch <laughs> put a sandwich on her back. <laughs> And no 
Oh shit, there was like so it was like the five hundred fucking pigeons on her back. The birds yes. from back in the day. Yes, and Mark and I and Will were crying. She she was like, "You motherfucker!" Did they land on her? Yes, girl. They were on that ass for that sandwich, and we just sat there and Stupid died. Bitch. But pigeons are hella smart, too. They are. I used to want a pigeon tattoo with a cigarette in its mouth. To remind I still you of might me. do it. No. That's now that why. You now I probably won't get it. Now but. I'm never getting it. <laughs> right. Fucking fuck you. But I used to want one. If I die, they're like, you will. They're the urban dove, you know? You're an urban dove. I'm an urban dove, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's her new name. Don't call her Potafria. Call her urban, urban dove. Urban dove. <laughs> She's an urban dove. Um, we have another listener question. Oh, yeah, yeah. The um, A girl wrote in, a woman, I should stop calling people girls. A woman wrote in and wanted to know, um, she's fairly young. She just started working in the clubs. She was saying that she makes better money when she does coke and drinks. She was wanting to know basically how to, tote that fine line without getting sucked in because she works in the clubs, Mm -hmm. you know? That's a dangerous fucking thing. Um, I worked in nude clubs, so I, they weren't alcohol clubs. You have to, you know, alcohol clubs, you have to still wear your bottoms. But, um, yeah, so we didn't have alcohol at my clubs and I was never really a big drinker like that anyway. Yeah. So I wouldn't drink because I didn't want to be vulnerable for work. And that's right. kind of the same advice I'm going to give. Like, aside from you don't want to get yourself addicted to something because I also don't have an addictive gene personality. Or, You've always been able to quit shit like yeah, easily. Easily. Cigarettes and everything. I can yeah. just stop. But um, when I was dancing in the clubs, I used to do coke. And it started out with um, having it on hand, you know, even like now. Like if you see clients, you know, that's a tool. Like you want to be able to get them high because number one. They're nicer. They, they're they nicer. They're friendlier. They get, you know, really sexually excited, but they can't function. So they spend more time and shit trying. And, um, you know, you use that time to your advantage because you're charging for it so it started out like that and then it was like me taking a bump with them or whatever and then it turned into me like doing it at work but I always made sure it was never too much you know what I mean and I was never one to like want to party excuse me outside the club yeah I was kind of saying that you know I haven't worked in a club but I was saying that when you do a drug like cocaine or whatever it kind of gives you like this barrier it's weird yeah it numbs you a little bit from like and stripping anyway is like I always talk about what hard work it is like I really I try to talk people out of it and to just like be a hoe because when you're a stripper or something yeah because like you have to basically sell yourself the whole shift. You know what I mean? That's the yeah. whole point of a stage time and everything. Like, you're selling yourself. So it's like, and you deal with a lot of criticism in your face. There's a lot of weird politics. Like, I would, it. it's very um, emotionally tiring work. And you got to have a really strong sense of self you do. to do it. Confidence for sure. Because yes. that shit will break you down. And I mean, just like, competition with other girls you work with. They don't look as good as you, but they're making more money because their hair's blonde. Right, right. That's a real thing. And like um, that and being criticized by clients and like, you know, 
investing time with uh, someone that's in there, but then they don't want to buy a dance or something. Like, it's all that is frustrating. And so, like, it's just, it's hard work anyway. So I always tried to keep an eye on, um, make sure I didn't need anything like that to work, number one. Right. Because that's a recipe for disaster. If, if you're if needing you have to, to get intoxicated. Yes, if you have to get like that. But it's easy to do. It's easy to get caught up in that because it numbs you a little bit to yeah. all the bullshit that yeah. you're going to have to deal with. So I would just say be really fucking careful with that. If you see yourself doing it outside of work. That's oh. a problem too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem too. And I would I would always make sure that that wasn't like something I wanted to do all the time mm-hmm. or like at home or you know what I mean? You just got to really keep an eye on it and be careful with it just like anything else. Don't overdo it and um, don't do it to a point that you're becoming vulnerable. I know it does make you friendlier yeah. and it can help you make more money because you're more chatty and you're in good spirits and everything. Yeah. But like don't um, use it to a, a point that it becomes dangerous for you. If you have an addictive personality, I have an addictive personality. If yeah. you have an addictive personality, don't, don't even play do with it. it. Don't fuck Don't play with any drugs. Because you'll get you sucked have, in. Yeah, you will. And you don't want to be like known as the cokehead at work. Right. Trust me. Give her a fucking yeah. gram and she'll fucking suck you. Yeah, don't, no, don't, don't do, do that. that. Um, I had a story that I wanted to share. It was, I it's did a, too. Um, I'll do after. It's a dog rescue story. You know Crystal. I'm all for these. <laughs> Crystal isn't favorite. the only um, animal, animal rescuer. I remember this when it happened. So this girl, we'll call her girly. This girl used to work for me. And um, we were out. She looked really young. So like she was creepy, but she looked young. really young. So she got a lot of clients that were like aggressive and like tried to she got herself in a lot of uncomfortable situations. I'll say that. So I always was with her when she was working and stuff. I would always be like, you know, close by. And so um one night because <clears throat> any dude that would want to do her is real sketch. Yeah, basically. Because if you want to see her that young. Yeah. If you want to see her, there's already something not normal yes. I would say because she literally looked like a fucking 12 year old yes um so we went out to the city one night and um it was like at 2 30 in the morning or something it was like super late and we went to the, one of those brand new high-rise buildings and we knew it was like money there with a doorman and shit yeah right? yeah mm-hmm. so we knew it was money so we were like yeah we rode out there and um it was like maybe a two-hour appointment or something it was long and I was just <clears throat> like chilling in the car at the time and um, she started texting me and shit, and she was, like, telling me she was uncomfortable. And then she, at one point, she went in the bathroom, and she called me, and she was like, this dude is hella fucking drunk. And I'm like, well, is he disrespecting you? Like, what's going on? Is it a problem? Because I could tell she sounded worried. And um, she was like, no, like, he's being really nice to me and shit, but he's like, I don't know if he's showing off or what, but he's, like, punching his dog in the face. Oh, bitch. And I could tell she was about to cry. I would have lit his just apartment like, on fire. Yeah, she was like, this shit is fucked up. And, like, I'm scared to leave him alone with the dog, like, when my time is up, you know? Damn. And so um, I was like, fuck, what do we do? What do we do? I so hope he's had a heart attack I had her. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I had her, like, explain to me what was going on and shit, who was in the apartment, all that type of shit. And I was like, okay, um, unlock the door. 
and tell me the apartment number and unlock this the door and I then fucking love her. and then go back in there with him. And she was like, okay. And so um, she had me on the phone while I was still like walking up. Like I got out the car. I had to park like a, a little ways away. And I remember I put my hood on and, you know, I wear all black. She got her lot. ninja anyway, leotard on. So I look like a fucking ninja because I already <laughs> be wearing all black all the time. So I put my fucking hood on and because it was like, you know, three or four by that time, um, the doorman wasn't at the desk and I was able to go into the lobby. So I just kind of like slipped past the desk, <laughs> went in the elevator. On the <laughs> I crawled on the wall like Spider-Man. I went in the elevator. I went up to his floor and the door was unlocked and I like dipped in there real quiet. <laughs> I could see the bedroom door was like open a little bit and she had the light on so I could like see him in there with no shirt on and shit mm-hmm. and I could see her. I went in there. The dog didn't make no noise. I instantly was like... Like making, you know, and um, he had tail wagging everything. He was a big ass dog. And um, I got him and I, you know, slipped out the door with him, closed the door. And I told told her that I was going to text her when I got back in the car. So we went down the elevator and shit, went past the desk. With the dog? Yes. I know I'm all He had a ninja outfit on. Yes. He had on a blindfold and hella shit. I know I was on camera. That's the funny For thing. For sure. Yeah. So I, I have him by his collar and we're walking out and his tail's wagging. The uh, the doorman still isn't at the desk. So we slip out. We go get in the car and we're both sitting in the car chilling. He's in the passenger seat yes, just hanging he out. Was, he was. And so I text her and I'm like, it's all good. So whenever you're done, just come out. And so, you know, whatever, she finished her appointment and we fucking left. And we crossed the bridge and she lived in Oakland and the dog stayed with her. And the next morning he hit her like, I know you have my fucking dog. Where the fuck is my dog? And she was like, sir, I don't know what you're talking about, but you need to stop calling my phone. Like, you're making me really uncomfortable. She was like, "You, this is harassment. You need to stop calling my phone. And he was like, you need to give me my fucking dog. I'm going to call the police. Something, something. Where's my fucking dog? And she was like, okay, bye. Don't make me block you. Bye. And she like got off the phone. We had this dog for like three days, but she was like working and shit. So it wasn't um, like realistic that we could keep it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because it like to leave it alone in her place all day was like a problem. You guys took it to the Humane Society, right? No. So we, we fucking, um, I was like, well, I know of this no-kill vet that's in Berkeley. And Is it I was the one like, that's on the corner? It's not on a corner. It's like in the middle of the block. It's right by the cheese the cheesesteak place. Mm, okay. And so we went and I was like, it's a no-kill vet. Um, I, you know, like it's, I don't know if it's like a shelter, part shelter or what, but like I had, we used to have a dog. It wasn't even our dog. It was my ex-husband's sister's dog, but they used to, this vet used to be open super late mm-hmm. and her dog had got like a bone stuck in its throat and we went there one time and mm-hmm. I knew that they had like um, facilities that were open late and shit. And I was like, let's just take it there and then like walk it into the lobby and close the door and then run out and get in the car. And she was like, what if they chase me? You know, and I'm like, they're not going to fucking chase you because they're behind the counter. Yeah. <laughs> so like you'll have plenty of time to come get in the car. So we like said our goodbyes and we put the dog in the fucking, you know, lobby or whatever. I was in the driver's seat. She took him in there and she ran out and got in the car and that was the end. Now, if this man is hitting this dog like that in front of someone, imagine what he was doing to that dog when no one was there. Exactly. Because he had no shame and he could tell it was upsetting her and like... 
you know, she was telling him stop and shit, and he was still doing it. So, you he know, didn't for deserve someone, that dog. no, fuck no. And for someone to do that in front of people and not be like worried about, you know, getting in trouble or You're anything. Sick. Yeah, like I could only imagine what else he was probably doing to, to this dog because she said he was hitting him hella fucking hard. Like it almost made her cry. Oh, I bitch, I would have so, been. Yeah, so I didn't feel bad about it at all. And I hope he never got it back. I hope it's with a fuck. nice family. I hope it wasn't chipped. Yeah, I know. I thought about that. But if it was chipped, he wouldn't be fucking calling her, right? They would be able to like maybe he was trying to go that route for I don't know. Either way, I hope he didn't get it. Yeah. Um, but she also added ninja and uh dog rescuer to her resume. And doctor. Yeah. Yes. So she's a doctor. But I have a picture ninja. of the dog in my phone. So I'll actually I came across it not too long ago. I love ago, it. So I will post it so you guys can see the baby that I rescued. I'm glad. <laughs> fucking cocksucker. Fucking prick. <laughs> we'll call him Spot. Oh, little baby angel. <laughs> so <clears throat> I have a story in mind and I wanted to tell it, but it popped up on my Facebook memories today from my Sunshine Schizophrenia blog and I read it and I was like, I- I'd rather read it. It sounds better. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read it for you guys. It's a, it's true, a childhood story. It's a childhood story. Mm-hmm. It's a true fucking story about how shit comes full circle. <laughs> so... It says, well, my life has officially come full circle. I've entered that fearful place my seven-year-old brain dared never to venture. Yesterday, I became my mother. And while I consider my mother amongst the top elite badasses of the world, who the fuck wants to be old? Anyway, when I was about nine and my brothers eight and four, my mom took us to visit the king in Graceland. Just kidding. She took us to visit our dad at the Martinez County Jail. It's kind of the same thing. I can't remember if we behaved ourselves or not at the jail. We probably didn't. It's not really what the D'Amato kids were known for. But I know for sure we didn't behave on the ride home. My poor mother. The one image that was seared into my brain is of her driving left hand on the wheel, body turned toward the passenger seat, and her right hand swinging wildly in the back seat, trying desperately to connect with any one part of any one of her three kids. We were absolute little dicks, screaming, hitting each other, flipping off random drivers, jumping over van seats, drawing spit pictures on the windows, and then laughing hysterically every time my mother yelled at us to sit down or quit kicking my goddamn seat. She had finally had it, and I no doubt was going to kill us when she pulled on the shoulder of Highway 4. She turned off the car, and she put her face into her hands. We knew if my mom was kite or cussing, we had entered the oh-fuck zone because those were two things she rarely did, curse or go silent. She looked up into the rearview mirror and said, you three kids are the most... And then she stopped mid-sentence as something caught her eye in the mirror. We all turned around to look. A big, scruffy white dude had pulled up behind us on his motorcycle. He was huge. He had frizzy, long brown hair and an even longer beard, big black boots, and a red bandana tied around his head. For some reason, I was allowed to want to... I was allowed to watch ample amounts of America's Most Wanted as a child, and I just knew I had seen him on a recent episode. I told my brothers about my inside knowledge and that we were probably going to die, and they immediately started crying. (laughs) I deduced right then and there that we couldn't possibly share the same DNA as they like to cry. As we're all shitting ourselves, the man approaches the window and asks my mother, Everything okay, ma'am? Yes, thank you. We're okay. I just pulled over to beat the shit out of my kids. The man leads in the window slightly and looks back at us. He then proceeds to start unbuckling his belt. I wanted to scream, Step on it, Charlene. He's the fucking raper from America's Most Wanted, you asshole. But I didn't because I was nine and soap. I sat there as he handed my mother his belt and said, Here, ma'am, you can use my belt for your children. 
My mother politely declined his offer, and he left after making sure my mother was okay. I don't think my brothers or I muttered more than three words the rest of the ride home. Rather thankful, I silently rejoiced knowing we had just escaped the wrath of America's Most Wanted and my mother. Fast forward to yesterday. Tear was in a rather assholey mood, a whiny, grumpy, smart-mouthed mood. She wasn't drawing spit pictures or flipping off random drivers, but she was definitely being a crybaby asshole. Just as we pull up to the gas station pump, she has the nerve to yell, Don't talk to me no more. You're the worst mommy ever. I look at her with murder mom eyes and open my door. She's instantly wigging out, screaming, crying, and scrambling to get her seatbelt unbuckled. I walk around and throw open her door. Stevie, what the hell is wrong with you? You better get your shit together or you're going to get it. You're seriously tripping. A voice, a voice from across the pump says, Ma'am, do you need a belt? I have a belt you're more than welcome to use. Holy fucking shit. Could it be America's Most Wanted? How was he still free? I turn and look. Motherfucker. It wasn't America's Most Wanted, but I'll be damned if it wasn't a big, scruffy, this time black biker with a big beard, black boots, and a red bandana tied around his head. I cracked up, then politely declined his offer. We talked for a few minutes, and I told him about how my life had just came full circle. I looked over at Teet, and her ass was silent as a church mouse. I instantly recognized that kind of silence. It was that America's Most Wanted kind of silence. Full motherfucking circle. How creepy is it that this man pulled over to check on your mom and took off Bitch, his belt? Like, I how, remember. That's not normal. Like, I that's- remember when he was unbuckling his belt. Bitch, I was really thinking in my head, step on it, Charlene. We're about to get raped by America's Most <laughs> Wanted, you stupid taking, bitch. This man is taking his pants off. Like- He's pulling out his dick. And we're all getting raped because of you, mom. What the, what the fuck? fuck? That's very fucking weird. Like, it's very who? old school. Like, yeah, but like even Here, then, beat your like, kids. Yeah, and here's my belt. Like, first of all, to pull over and check on you. And then to be like, here, do you want to use my belt? Like, that's so bizarre to me. All jokes aside, when he said that, here, do you want to use my belt? I was sitting there thinking, what kind of fucking man are you? Like, yes. encouraging this woman to beat her fucking kids. And, I, you know, I was like nine years old, but I remember thinking that, like. Like, this is not right. You know, granted, we deserve to be left on the side of the road, bitch. I mean, we were fucking WrestleMania, Royal Rumble in the car, bitch. We had drawn spit pictures on the window. We really were flipping off people in the back of the van. You probably flipped him off. Maybe that's why he pulled over. Dude, and then for Stevie to be acting a fool, and I get out, and the dude's like, do you want my belt? And I turn around, and it's a motherfucking biker bitch. Like, same get up, except dude was black. It was so weird. Yeah. I was like, holy fucking shit. That is crazy. Right? That's so crazy. I'm still blown away. Like, if a man, I would be so scared. If, like, your mom was probably scared when he, she saw a biker taking his belt off. And he comes up to his window. (laughs) And she's, (laughs) I'm over here trying to discipline y'all. And there's a man walking up and fucking looks like he's taking his pants off. About to show me his cock on the side of the (laughs) highway. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, they both were very intimidating presence. You yeah, know? They I were would like feel threatened. Hog would, riders. Yeah, yeah. I would probably get back in the car and just be like, y'all just got saved. Like, <laughs> That's real. how we felt. Yes. Dude, we, because I know my mom was scared of the biker. Yes. She was quiet. We were quiet because I was like, America's <laughs> Most Wanted and mom almost killed us. So we were like, I really was silently rejoicing that we had escaped the wrath of both of those motherfuckers. Yes, yes. That we behaved. We didn't weird. utter a fucking word the rest of the ride home. I bet, because that man was about to rape y'all. That's that America's <laughs> most wanted silence, bitch. What the fuck? I recognized it. 
Okay, well, you guys, please, if you have not already, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Write a review. And rate. Five-star rate. And share us with your people. Yeah. Please. We appreciate it. We like it. to be shared. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, suck it easy. Go to bed.